Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. I want to take less than 60 seconds to tell you how you can support the podcast if you feel that the podcast is worth supporting. Step number one is you can go to 1-800-CONTACTS, assuming you have contacts that you're in need of, and give them a shot. 1-800-CONTACTS, they're a community sponsor, and we couldn't do this without them. Way number two that you can support the podcast is you can go to Lingo Eyewear, www.liingoeyewear.com. And use code LIGHTTHEFIGHT for $30 off your order. I actually just ordered my very first pair of sunglasses, of eyeglasses. I don't know why I said sunglasses. And I'm excited because they're sending me a few different pairs. And I get to pick which ones I want and which one I like and keep it and send the other ones back. So lingoeyewear.com and make sure you use the code LIGHTTHEFIGHT. The third way, you could visit us at Patreon. And that is www.patreon.com. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash light the fight. And what that is, is just a way to get some extra bonus contact content with us, connect with us on a different level. And we take a lot of deeper dives on podcasts. We're doing educational tutorials. So we got a lot of stuff that we're building over there. Come on all over. A lot of people have come over. It's as easy as five bucks a month. So that's patreon.com backslash light the fight. Okay, enough of that. Let's get to the good stuff now. Everyone, welcome to Like the Fights. I'm with you solo this week because Heidi's got a very big week. She is graduating a son into adult life. Yes, that's right. Her son Colton's getting married. Congratulations, Colton, and his future bride-to-be. Heidi is helping out as much as she can, and uh, we're excited for her. Brandon and I will be at the wedding tomorrow, but it's a big time in their life. So we told her, take the week off. I'll take the helm for this week. So what I decided to do this week is to give you guys five things that you can do to make sure that the going back to school process for your kid is as easy and as stress-free as possible. The five things that I chose, if you're a long-term listener to uh, Light the Fight, you've heard bits and pieces of these throughout the years. If you're new to it, it'll be fresh. It'll be something that helps you, as I said, to navigate this time of year. It's always going to be exciting, a little nervous. For some people, stressed out. For some people, flat out, they don't want to go back to school. And for parents, they're like, hallelujah, amen, that they're going back to school so we can get back to some sort of structure and routine in our lives. So whatever your feelings or thoughts are about going back to school, no matter where your kids are at, these five things are guaranteed to help everything be less chaotic and less dramatic. So number one, don't check your kids' grades every single day. In fact, don't check it two or three times a week. Check your kids' grades once a week. I always suggest Friday. If your kids uh, have some missing assignments that they say they turned in, and the teacher doesn't grade on Friday, they'll complain. They'll say, hey, you know, it's, you know, it wasn't my fault. But sometimes it works out in their favor. So, for example, if they turn in the homework on time, and if the teacher doesn't grade it, if they don't turn in the homework on Thursday that's due, 
and the teacher doesn't grade it till Monday, they get to go hang out with their friends because according to online, they look like everything's all good. So Friday, just remind your kids, it can be a negative thing, but they can also get a benefit from it as well. Just all depends on when it's turned in and when the teacher grades it. So if you pick one day, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but at least it's fair. It's not personal and you're not checking it all the time. If you do break that rule after you tell your kids and you secretly check their grades and you get irritable with them, that's your own fault. I didn't give you that suggestion on this top five. Sometimes it's hard. I know everybody's got great reasons to check their kids' grades throughout the week, but parents, remember, your parents couldn't check your grades throughout the week. You survived. You got by. And it adds a whole lot extra stress to you as the parent. So do yourself a favor. Just check it once a week, preferably on Friday. Number two. If you have a concern with the teacher or a situation, anything that comes up, make sure that you don't shelf it for too long. Make sure if you start to see a pattern or something happen that concerns you, when you start to feel like it's a legitimate concern, do not keep it inside and wait for things to blow up at the end of the quarter or wait for parent-teacher conference. Send an email to your teacher. Let them know of your concern. But use my time-tested trick, tool, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. And it's called connection before concern. So if you're new to this and you haven't heard this before, here's what this means. In the email, make sure that you establish some sort of connection, some sort of compliment to the teacher prior to addressing, prior to addressing any concern you might have. Now, most people know of the trick of like, Hey, give someone a compliment. Like, Hey, I heard you're a great teacher. Uh, my kid really likes you a lot, and that'd be a good way to connect and give a compliment. I suggest saying something a little bit more, um, less obvious, something like this. I just want to let you know we're really excited to have our child in your class. We've heard great things about you, and from what we know, everything is going pretty much smooth for the most part. That's what you say, something along those lines. And then you say, the only reason why we're reaching out is we wanted to either share something with you that we're concerned about with our kid, maybe some personal information that's going on in their life, or maybe you just want to share that your child said some things that they observed in class, some things were happening, and let the teacher know, we're just letting you know that this came across us, I mean, across our table, this is something that was discussed, we're not accusing, because obviously I don't know what the scenario is, but whatever the issue is, you establish the connection, give that teacher, if you've known the teacher throughout the year, you can say, man, things have been so great this year. Wow, they really love your class. Um, wow, you know, this is, you know, this is the first time I've ever had to reach out to you. Just had a concern, just had a thought. Then you share it like that. Then at the very end, you wrap it back up, thank them again, and just keep it moving. This is the best way to address any potential concern because every teacher wants to do a good job. They don't want to be criticized. They don't want to be second-guessed. They want to be given the benefit of the doubt. But if there's not a real relationship, which obviously there shouldn't be, especially at the beginning of the school year, this is your way of saying, hey, I'm not a drama parent. I'm not a helicopter parent. I'm just an on-top-of-it parent. I'm just a parent that I'd rather address things and nip it in the bud now so it doesn't become a bigger issue later on throughout the school year. So number two, make sure that you use connection before concern. If you have uh, some, some 
a need to have more information about connection before concern, then go to one of our uh, former um, episodes. It's titled Connection Before Concern. Before the end of this episode is done, of my producer, Brandon, tell me what that is so I can tell you the exact number you can go to. Great episode. Gives a lot more detail on it, but it's called Connection Before Concern. Okay. Next one is... Invite the teacher to share with you if they've noticed any change in mood, behavior, or performance in your child. So this is a different type of communication, different type of email. This is a, um, what's that saying in sports? That sometimes your, your best defense is a really good offense. For those of you parents out there that have some children that, you know, they may have some issues that they're bringing to the class. Get what I'm saying? You, you want your teacher to do the best job teaching your child. You don't want to narc your child out and tell your teacher all their dark secrets because that wouldn't give the teacher a chance to get to know your child ahead of time. And you don't want to be the coddling parent that wants to um, share everything about your child so that the teacher will coddle them as well and baby them throughout the whole entire year. But instead, just think about it as a partnership. You are in a partnership with the teacher and the teacher is in a partnership with you. You guys both have the same goals to help your kid be successful, learn and get the best grades possible. Okay. So if you guys have a good partnership, the school year is going to go way better. The teacher's job is easier if they have important information that would be beneficial to them. So let them know that if they experience anything with your kid in class that you would like to know if it's something that is mood, behavior, some changes. And then let them know as well if anything throughout the year happens that throws your kid off, that you will communicate to them so that they have some inside information, not just to be a, a, a better you know, educator, but also to be able to connect with your child better. There is a fine line between giving too much information and not talking at all. That's why I suggest as a parent, don't be scared to send out an email if you're concerned about your kid giving them a little heads up, but also asking them and giving an invitation, please let me know if you see anything off or any changes with my child. You may even share, hey, they've had some rough years in the past of school. So obviously we just want to make sure this kicks off and we want to be in a partnership with you. That is a great word and a great term for a teacher to hear. Like, hey, I, I feel as, as a parent, like we're partners with my kid at this time in their life. I appreciate you. I see you as as a partner, because partners are equals. You're not above them as a parent, and they're not above you as a teacher. You're all in the same game together. Everybody wins if you work together. Next one is um, number four, make statements to validate your kids' fears and nervousness or any anxieties or concerns they have about the new school year. If your kid says, hey, I'm, I'm nervous about who am I going to sit with? I'm going to a new school. Will I have any friends in my classes? Don't say things like, uh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, high school friends don't really matter anyways. You won't really remember these kids after high school. Me and my friends in high school, we barely even talk anymore. Womp, womp, womp. Okay. No teenager wants to hear that. Just validate their feelings. If they say they're nervous and scared, be like, yeah, like it is kind of scary going back to school. I'm kind of nervous for you. Like I get it. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident that you're ready. You got your outfit ready. You got everything dialed in and you know, let, let's see how it goes first. You know, maybe uh, the nervousness is a little anxiousness too. Then describe to them that being anxious to do something isn't actually bad. 
having nerves, you get nerves before a competition, you get nerves before a date, you get nerves before anything that you're actually wanting to do as well. So help your kids see that nerves aren't necessarily a bad thing. It's just a thing that you're experiencing and we'll see how the first day and how the first week goes. Always validate their feelings instead of saying, well, why do you feel that way? Are you scared that you're not going to make friends? Are you worried that something's going to go wrong? Are you scared that you're going to get bullied? Don't start like that because when your kid's telling you their fears and worries, they just need to A, be validated. They need you to know that you get it. Don't try to change their thoughts and their feelings about it. Just sit with them with it. Just say, hey, I get it. Just validate everything. And then when it's all said and done, you might want to give a little suggestions of, things that they can focus on and things that they do have control over, but don't try to give too much information. At that moment, they're trying to dump stresses and worries. They're not necessarily trying to upload a how-to of what to do at that moment. Now, if the conversation goes well and they ask you for your advice, please share with them some helpful advice, but be very careful that you don't try to save them and stop them from having their worries, fears, and anxieties because it's natural. And you can let them know that as well. Number five, don't bombard your child, middle school, elementary school, high school, whatever, with a bunch of questions when they come home the first days, the first week, for that matter, any day of the quarter, any day of the year. When they come home, you want to know how their first day went. It's a big deal. It seems like such an innocent thing to say, how was your first day? It is innocent if it was a good day because they'll blabber all about it. They'll talk talk to you all about it. If it wasn't a good day or even if it was a good day but it just ended bad, that's not going to be the best way to lead off that conversation to get them to open up and give you as much information as possible. Instead, just tell them, hey, listen, you know I want to know all about your day because it's the first day. I just got to let you know. If you don't want to tell me about it or if you didn't have a great day or I don't know. Just let me know when you want to talk about it or let me know if you don't want to talk about it, but you don't have to talk to me about it. But I mean, come on, I'm your parent. Of course I want to know, but it's up to you. And you may not even have to say all that. That may be way overkill. You may, they may get in the car, they may come home and they just start talking. Great. But if you feel something's off, that's when you approach them and say, hey, listen, I know it's the first day of school, big day. I'm getting kind of a vibe that, you know, may not have been the way you want it to be. So I don't know. If you want to talk about it, great. If not, you just want to unwind, grab something to eat. No worries. We don't have to get into it right now. But, you know, I I would like to hear about it if you wouldn't mind sharing. And just walk away. It's the best thing you can do. Just state that. Walk away. They will come and talk to you at some point. Most likely pretty quickly. Maybe later on that afternoon. Maybe later the next day. But just let them know you're willing to listen. But you get it. Say, hey, sometimes I know when I come home. Uh, from work, I don't really want to talk about stuff either. But make sure that they know you would love to hear it from them when they're ready. Okay. And the last one, this is not on the list, is an official um, top five thing that I want you to remember, I want you to keep in mind going back to school. But lastly, if you have had a lot of difficulties with the academics, with behavior with your kids, if this is something that's been difficult for you to find ways to motivate them, you tried different contracts and agreements in the past, it didn't work out so well, please consider looking into my parent-teen partnership agreement. If you want to check it out, you can simply go to ptpartnership.com. It's $99. I give you a full breakdown, PDF, how to do the agreement. The agreement is what what my TED Talk was based off of. So if you want to learn more about it, you can watch my TED Talk. 
just type in my name, David Kozlowski, comes up on YouTube, and you'll be able to watch my TED Talk about this. But more importantly, go to the website. We have a little samples of there. There's a couple videos on there that are already open that you can click on for free just to kind of get an idea what it looks like. But we break down how to set up an agreement with your teenager, kid, whoever. That's a partnership agreement. It's not like you're the boss, they're the employee. It's not an overbearing type of thing where you'll give them freedom only after they've done everything you wanted them to do throughout the quarter. It's not that at all. It is a partnership. So check it out. I've gotten great feedback from it. It's worked for me in my private practice with families for many years. And I took a lot of time to put it together for you guys for just $99. So if you need some extra help, that's an extra tool for you as well. And until then, as Heidi would always say, Thank you for helping us to light the fire.